This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise, and I am here with the lovely Rachel Thomas. What's up? And we have a special guest that we are going to introduce momentarily. But we are so excited about the series that we are in right now. Um, For those of you who maybe are just joining us for the first time today, we are in the midst of a series on the Enneagram. Yes. Hey, yes. It's time. It is. It is beyond time. Let's Ooh. be honest. Yeah. Um, we have joked about how at the end of our podcasts, we always end up talking about the Enneagram, no matter sure. what topic we were on that day. Uh, so we were like, you know what? If we're already talking about it, we might as well just turn on the microphones and continue our conversation and let other people listen in. So um, we are really excited about this. If you have not listened to last week's show, we really encourage you to go back because we had Enneagram expert Beth McCord on and she really laid the foundation for the few of you, I'm sure, who are (laughs) like, what's the Enneagram? I mean, I was in a conversation with someone the other day and they were like, what? What's that? that? I've never heard of that. And I'm like, I don't know how that's possible in today's world. But if you don't have a lot of background on it and you're um, just kind of wanting an overview of what the Enneagram is, what the nine numbers are and all of that good stuff, I encourage you to go back and listen. The show with Beth was great. I mean, she is just a wealth of knowledge and expertise in this. And so encourage you to do that. And today we're just going to jump into it. I mean, when we were talking about Let's do a series on the Enneagram. It's like, I mean, just completely overwhelming on where in the world you would go with that because there are entire podcasts out there just for the Enneagram. So we're just going to do this one little one month series. We obviously needed to have a really specific focus. And so where we're going with this is we are talking about the Enneagram in relationships and how it helps you specifically in relationships. And so, you know, there's a lot of people out there who I think think that they're Enneagram experts and like to talk like they are, that might be me. I don't know. know. I'm guilty. But we thought maybe we should actually bring in real experts. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So as you know, we had Beth last week and this week and actually over the next three weeks, we're so excited um, to have Hunter Mobley on the show with us. Hunter, welcome. so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. This is going to be fun. I love Mercy and so glad to talk Enneagram. It's just combining some things I love That's awesome. Well, uh, speaking of the way that we know Hunter here at Mercy is actually, um, he is the associate pastor at Christ Church who has been one of our greatest supporters, I mean, since day one here at Mercy. Hunter is also on our board of directors. And so we have known him for quite some time and have never really, I guess, talked a lot with you on this end, as far as Mercy goes, about the Enneagram and all that you do with that. And so, man... What we have learned um, is that not only does Hunter teach, I knew that you've taught classes because I've seen him over at the right. signs of the church, that you've done classes over there on the Enneagram. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Hunter likes the Enneagram. No, Hunter doesn't just like it. <laughs> he was literally apprenticed by Suzanne Stabile, yes. who um, co-wrote The Road Back to You, which I don't know. I feel like that's probably the most well-known oh, Enneagram book out so. there yeah. right now. So. Um, it's amazing. I'd encourage you to check it out if you haven't. Um, but she also just recently released a book called The Path between us, an Enneagram journey to healthy relationships. So when we knew that was her most recent book, we were like, Hey, 
that would be a great one to focus in on for this series. And who better to bring in than someone who actually works alongside oh, Suzanne. And so Hunter now teaches at conferences, retreats, churches, um, and is also a teacher at Suzanne and Joe Stabile's teaching facility in Dallas called yes. the Micah Center. So... Yes. Well, I'm so glad to Could be not here. be more excited that you are here. Yeah. We are so pumped. And like Mel said, this is just fuel to our fire of the conversations <laughs> that we're already having <laughs> yep. after every episode. Uh, but today we're specifically going to be talking about empathy in the right, Enneagram, right. which I'm so excited about. But I would love to just hear maybe a little bit of your history, uh, how you got involved in the Enneagram, why, and what piqued your interest and kind of just... Give us all give us all the backstory with Hunter and the Enneagram and how your journey started. Definitely. So I was introduced to the Enneagram years ago when I met Suzanne at a conference that we okay. were both at. And we just kind of through happenstance were seated at a table next to each other at oh, a wow. dinner and we met. We're both twos. Yes. So we love yes. to make connection. Oh, and as you know, is Rachel. I, yep. So I, I, you know, it. shout out uh-huh. to all the twos out uh-huh. there. So so we were both twos. So we just made an instant connection and just started kind of corresponding and uh kept interacting. And so that's what kind of introduced me to the tool. I'd never heard the word Enneagram. You know, it's kind of, I grew up in evangelical Christian culture, like a lot of us probably. And Enneagram just wasn't really something until recently Mm -hmm. that was talked about. And, you know, we talked about Myers-Briggs and Strength Finder and these other personality tools that are all great. And the Enneagram is just another one of those tools. Um, I'm a big, you know, I'll just kind of say here, I'm a big proponent of, I think we all need tools. Mm -hmm. And I think the Enneagram is one of the most helpful Mm -hmm. of the personality tools. But what I always tell people is if it resonates with you, take it and run with it because it can help us Mm -hmm. be healthy in ourselves and have healthy relationships. If it doesn't resonate with you, no, no judgment, no shame. Just go find a tool (laughs) that can help us identify how we can be healthy in our personality. So I apprenticed for, for several years with Suzanne explicitly just going to Dallas a lot and meeting her on the road a lot. And Um, And so now the last few years I've been just teaching and traveling the country, having these conversations and teaching different places. So it's a great tool. I mean, the Enneagram at the end of the day, it reveals that we all have wounds, Mm. motivations, desires, Mm -hmm. longings that are all very specific to to our backgrounds, to where we've come from, to our stories and those wounds, motivations and desires, which are so different Mm. between each of us those all influence our behavior and our actions and the choices we make. Mm-hmm. So I think the beautiful thing about the Enneagram is it not only reveals where we're broken, mm. but it gives us some of the starting pathway to finding health and to continuing on a healing journey. Yeah. So that's what I love about yeah. it. It doesn't just diagnose. Yes. Right. It yes. talks about now what can we do yes. to yes. have more compassion, have more empathy, become healthier. That's so good. And truly... Yes the applications of it are endless. They like, really I, are. I, the more I learn, the more I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, there's just so much yeah. that you can do it's with this tool. It's a lifetime work. I yeah. really believe people can can work with this tool for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And I will just say, as a shout out, even if you have never been a big fan of personality tools, yes. me and two <laughs> of my best friends, all of our husbands were like, no, I don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. Like we're all crazy about personality yeah. tools and stuff. And they're like, no, I, I'm not all about that. I don't want to do your test. You know, all this stuff. We got them all to sign up with us for a class on Enneagram and marriage oh, at yes. a local church. 
I don't know how we did it, but we got them all to sign up. And I'm telling you, by the end of those six weeks of that class, all of our husbands, I remember we went out to dinner after the last class and they were like, they oh man. And I mean, they were all into it. That's they awesome. loved it. Yes. So I was like, it's give a it a chance. Tool. Even yes. if you haven't liked ones in the past, just give it a chance. Yeah. Yes. So it's awesome. winsome. It's fun. Yeah. And so yes. I'm, I'm excited that everybody that's listening is getting into it. Yes. 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 And I'm laughing because you said a moment ago, you know, all the personality tools, if you grew up in the evangelical church, had to say that slowly. Yeah, yeah. You've seen, you know, Myers Briggs right. and all of those, and I could never keep the TK57J <laughs> straight or whatever. No, it's a lot of things or, to remember. There's a lot yeah. to remember, but I think the most, I guess, crucial thing for me, and you've kind of already said this, is that it's just such a practical tool. Like right. in my everyday life, there are principles and even just help, helpful little tips that I can go, wait a minute, I need to stop yes. and check and be self-aware. And it's, I don't know, it's just, we, we really like the word practical here. I and do it's just too. Really practical. Because people need <laughs> yes. practical yes. tools. And, and because the Enneagram tells us, what does it look like to be healthy and unhealthy mm-hmm. in each of the personality types, then we can kind of just take that with us and start to recognize yeah. When am I going into the unhealthy space yes. in my Enneagram number? How do I stop? Mm-hmm. You know, I love that, you know, therapists tell us halt, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. like, are we hungry, angry, lonely, or yep. tired? Stop. Yes. Yep. And so it's kind of that, that same principle. You know, when I start yeah. to see those triggers, those unhealthy triggers, stop, yeah. take an inventory, reassess, pivot yes. in some way. That's good. That's that good. Is good. Well, that's our first show. No, yeah. we, go. we haven't even jumped into Boom. the actual topic we were going to today. But, um, man, it's so good. And I, I'm excited about kind of where we're going these next three weeks. But we are really talking about it in light of relationships and how does yes. the Enneagram help us have healthier relationships. Yeah. And today we're going to really kind of focus in on empathy. Yeah. And so really before we jump into the specifics on that, um, would you maybe just break down the idea of empathy and what it is and why it's so important Absolutely. in relationship. Yeah. Well, so I love that we're talking about empathy because at the end of the day, I think the Enneagram is a tool about compassion mm-hmm. and empathy. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, if you, if all you do is just learn your Enneagram number and know that there are nine different ways of seeing nine different ways of processing information, nine different ways of responding, then yeah. we can just start to say, okay, woo. Now, can I be more empathetic, yeah. more compassionate yeah. about myself and others? Because yeah. Thomas Merton, who I love, he, mm-hmm. he, was a, he, he, he loved the Enneagram too. And so he says the beginning of love is letting people be who they truly mm. are and not demanding them to conform to mm. our image. That's good. And wow. so through, through identifying <laughs> these nine different types, we're just able to kind of say, whoa, let's hold space for all the different ways. Yep. And, and you know, having this language, it's a disarming language, so I think it can help help us have empathy by just kind of disarming and giving some language for some of the things that frustrate us about yeah. ourselves and about the people that we're in relationship with. Um, so I, I think the very first step with the Enneagram is empathy and mm-hmm. compassion. And if that's all you do with it, that's some great work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I just laugh. There's probably gonna be a lot of laughter over these next few shows. Cause <laughs> I'm just thinking about how this has played out, you know, and how, um, I think everyone struggles with kind of thinking like my way of doing things is the right way of doing things, but I am a one. Yeah. And I'm a hardcore one. So (laughs) any of you ones out there struggle with that sometimes. We really think like we do everything the best way. Because y'all pretty much do. do That's the thing. I'm like, well, you pretty much do. (laughs) But that has not served me well. uh, And especially in marriage, you know, just being like, and I think what's been so eye opening for me in this is just saying, Hey, 
not only do they do it differently, but it it doesn't mean that theirs is less than right. yours. Like yeah. it doesn't mean that your way is the best and that everybody else could do it differently. No, like they're just it's these are very different wirings, different um, yes. you know ways that we have grown ways that we have you know been shaped by our environment all those things and it's not right and wrong Absolutely. it's just different like yeah. I've had to constantly go back to that yeah especially because, because you're right life. we kind of especially in work and marriage and relationships I think we do come to the table with the with kind of the the principal idea of how in the world do you not see this the yes. way I see it how yes. in the world did you not respond the way that I responded. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, anybody that has a sibling kind of knows they've had that thought. How in the world did we grow up in the same home, yes. in the home same town, at the time. same yes. schools? Yeah. And we processed life so differently. Yeah. And the Enneagram gives us some language for mm-hmm. just kind of expecting mm-hmm. that even the people we love the most might experience and process life in really different ways than we do. Yeah. And it just helps us to hold some space. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Uh, it's actually making me think of one of the big things that we talk about at our workshops. Um, we always encourage, and I get really passionate about this one, but we, one of the just tips that we give people at our workshops is, is to take out of their language, the phrase, I completely understand. It's one of the most insensitive and sometimes hurtful things that you can say to someone. Um, and I actually use that example of like my sister who Mm -hmm. is a seven. Okay. Well, one and a seven, not the same, not the same. And we grew up in the same house with the same parents and experienced them completely differently. When we talk about our home life or our parents, we're like, what? Were we in the same place? Like, how is it possible? And so um, even in your, you know, in your relationships with other people, knowing that when people walk through certain circumstances, you may have walked through something very similar Mm. yourself, but you have no idea how they experienced it. And so for you to say to someone, uh, we, we, at the workshops, we use this in reference to someone who's hurting, struggling, someone who's walked through something painful, don't ever say the words, oh, I completely understand what you're going through. Oh, man. Because you don't. I'm with you. You yeah. don't. You don't. And yeah. you know what's what's interesting about that is particularly when, when we talk about fours, mm-hmm. one of the things, of course, that fours are, are yearning for from childhood is somebody who understands mm-hmm. them and somebody who sees them. And one of the things that fours are actually, as they as they become healthy, invited to just take on is the idea that, you know what? No one is ever going to understand you. Mm. Can we can we kind of make room for a new goal for just some good, safe people to hold space for you and oh, to wow. see you That's really and, good. To, and yeah. to give yeah. you place and belonging? So because you're yeah. right. We really don't understand anybody else's specific journey. Right. And the Enneagram gives us some pathways Absolutely. to just make sense of that. It really, really does. So why should you donate to Mercy Multiply? Well, it's simple. God has called us to be a part of a cause greater than ourselves. I love Nancy's vision and heartbeat for Mercy Multiplied, and I've seen the lives changed. I love that they offer these first-class, amazing facilities free of charge to these young women um, to teach them um, the value that they have in God's eyes and what it looks like to live a better and best version of the life God's called them to live. But that's got to come by some of us in the background 
supporting those who are on the front lines, living life day in and day out with these young women and helping them take the next step. One of my songs is called Do Something and it talks about um, the story of somebody like me maybe standing around uh, looking at the injustices of the world and, and saying, Lord, why don't you do something about it? Meanwhile, we come to realize that perhaps God's response is, I did, I created you. Are we gonna do something? Are we gonna support the ministry of Mercy Multiplied so that it can keep going on and multiplying the lives changed? Uh, it's up to us to do something about that. Well, you know, I think as far as just overall this idea of being more compassionate, more kind to other human beings, I think that's it's a huge benefit um, in, in knowing the Enneagram and understanding it. But there's also kind of the flip side of this. We kind of laughed about, joked about this. <laughs> because um, one way that I feel like the Enneagram can be abused is yes. by using it as an excuse yes. for yeah. yes. the way I behave or maybe even the way that another person behaves. Oh, yes. well, they're just a, or yeah. I'm just yes. a, um, I don't know if, and you may totally not love this video, but there's a John Christ. Oh, the, I love all it's, things John Okay, Christ. all things John yeah, Christ. Yeah. He has a whole little video thing <laughs> yeah. that he did. Yes. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. And yeah. it's just hilarious about the Enneagram. And he's like... <laughs> I know. I I'm waiting to run into him at Kroger someday yes. and kind of say, hey, John, you're throwing too much shade on yes, the Enneagram. Yes, he really did. Because I think at the end, he's like, all right, all my friend, all my Enneagram friends back are texting off. me saying, yeah. you need to lay off. Back you know? off, yes. But he used the examples, which it's funny because it does happen. Yes, of like, it does. I think one of the examples was like, so what, you're going to go on a mission trip and you know people got to go get their water and you're going to be like, well, I don't go get water. I'm a five or whatever. <laughs> you know, like whatever I don't do that because yeah. right, I'm a five. Right. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I do think there's a reality that, I mean, I've done it before. I've looked at my husband oh. and been like, I'm sorry, you married a one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wait, what am I doing? I'm oh, literally yes. excusing something that I did because this is just who I am. This yes. is just my number. Or you could do it with other people. So, you know, what would you say? And we talk a lot about boundaries here at Mercy and making sure yes. that um, and not enabling other people. And so how do you think the Enneagram can give us practical tools for not enabling harmful behaviors either in ourselves or in other yeah. people while still being empathetic in that process? I love that. That I mean, that's that's the gold question. That yeah. is yeah. that is such a good question. And so I think where we start is we treat the Enneagram as something that is not an excuse for behavior. We treat the Enneagram as something that is a path pathway toward healing and a pathway yeah, toward transformation. Mm -hmm. So that's yes. our, that's our first place. Then my challenge, you know, I, so I will say we just naturally, it's fun, especially with the people that yeah. we know and yeah. love the most. We totally kind of use that banter of, Oh my goodness, that was so too, of me. or, <laughs> yeah, or right, you right. know, okay, you're doing that five thing, you know, come back, you know, come back toward me. Um, so in, in safe, good relationships, you yeah. know, that, I think that's actually a way that the Enneagram can provide some deescalating kind yes. of disarming Absolutely. language. Yeah. And kind of take the moment into something where we can all just kind of stop mm -hmm. and maybe laugh at ourselves for a moment. Mm -hmm. But then my challenge is, I always challenge people, use the Enneagram wisdom that you have learned and don't use the number. So, oh, so like when okay. you talk about the Enneagram, especially with people that aren't maybe as into it as you are. Uh -huh. You know, you can use all of this language and never actually have to use the word Enneagram yeah. or use a number. So if you've got people in your life that are, you know, not as Enneagram conversant maybe as you right. are, you can talk about the fact that, you know, I, I don't have to say, you know, I'm a two. I can say, man, I wrestle with boundaries. I mm -hmm. wrestle with, you know, really wanting to make connections so badly mm -hmm. that sometimes I sacrifice 
my real needs and desires mm-hmm. just because I'm afraid of spoiling the relationship connection. I mean, mm-hmm. you can use all of that wisdom mm-hmm. and actually not really let on that it's it's Enneagram right. wisdom. So, yeah. yeah, that's but good. but that's a big a, a big good point is the Enneagram is not an excuse for behavior. It's an ex, it's it's a it's a pathway to recognize what you get wrong and get on the path toward mm-hmm. transformation and to what we can get right. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. And I know that's specific great. folks in my life that I love, even though they don't love the Enneagram. Jesus loves them anyway. He does. Okay. <laughs> he does. He died for them. They'll the understand it better by and by. Right. By <laughs> and by. Yes, Lord. But I, but that is one of the I guess excuses they use is well if it's just it's a way for me to try to manipulate manipulate you or predict what you're going to do or try to get you to do what I want you to do. Um, And then, of course, me and my husband just go back and then try to figure out their number more. We're like, oh, maybe they're actually they're a four because they want to be, you know, whatever. I mean, I have nothing against fours. I have fours that I love dearly. But just saying, so you breaking that down even and just saying, hey, this is you don't even have to converse in the way of like, oh, that's such a two thing. That's such a three thing. Just using mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of that language about even addressing um, the childhood woundings exactly, and yes. even just being honest about these are my fears yes. and these yeah. are my needs yes. because I feel like that's just universal language. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know that's what? Good. I think, too, we all have a lifetime of work just on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, So yeah. it's, it's awesome when we can get to the place of kind of using it to help us navigate relationships in healthy ways. But our main lifetime work with the Enneagram is just turning inward Mm -hmm. and letting it have its journey with us to say, Mm -hmm. okay, if I'm a two, you know, how do I, you know, did this person ask for my help today? Why am I intervening? What Mm -hmm. are my needs? How do I attend to that? You know, how can I set good boundaries? So there's so much good work just for ourselves to do before we even start to apply it to the other people in our lives right. and how we can respond in different yes. ways to their numbers. Convicted. So, <laughs> now me, listen, so this is me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that makes perfect sense. Uh, obviously, you know, in talking about empathy that the Enneagram is such a helpful tool, but how do we use empathy in our lives with people that maybe, how do I say this? Less savory. Yeah. <laughs> or is it a little harder? I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Like if you're my friend, if you're my spouse, if you're my kid, like I want to, be empathetic. I want to work with you better. Even people at work, like I want to have a good relationship, but could you maybe break it down? I don't know. Give us a a scenario with a couple numbers of like two people that really struggle getting along and how does seeing life, I guess, from their point of view, help with that empathy? Because, you know, even Jesus says, if you only love those who love you, well, bless. Right. Yeah. He didn't say bless, but you know, we know no, that no. it's like, it it's not too hard. It's not too hard. Like everybody can do that. So, so how does that you work? Know, so I think it starts with the childhood wounds. This okay. is the seedbed for empathy with Enneagram. So okay. here's, here's kind of my, I've got two examples. Um, eights, for example, you know, eights are passionate. They can be tough. They are aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's wonderful because they go pursue causes mm-hmm. and justice and they fight for the underdog. So it's great. But especially for some of the, the numbers that are tenderer, mm-hmm. um, eights can be challenging because mm-hmm. it's, they're so fast. They're so tough. They're so passionate. They're moving so quickly. So when you find yourself as one of maybe the numbers that, that is, is slower mm-hmm. and maybe more withdrawing and not aggressive, and you're having a challenge with an eight, Go to the childhood wound and realize this person that is tough and passionate and is feels a little bit aggressive to me and maybe feels a little bit like, 
whew, this, you know, I'm a deer in the headlights. That person is somebody who, as a young child, began to intuit that everybody in their life was capable of betrayal oh and they better God. be tough mm. and not let themselves be vulnerable and they better protect themselves from being betrayed. I know, you know so, cry or- and, and, and so just the childhood <laughs> yes. wound. So another example, so I work with a five okay. and we work really closely together. I'm a, there's so many differences between twos and fives. You know, twos are, are tactile. Oh, yeah. They want to hug. They want to touch. Yeah. You know, fives are a little bit more withdrawing, a little bit more kind of boundaried in their personal space. And so this, this, this friend that I'm, I work with, it's a five. We were having all this conflict about, I always wanted to meet and he always wanted me to send an email and I always wanted to stop by his office and he always wanted me to make an appointment. So, so what I finally realized when we could put Enneagram wisdom is fives, they feel like they may not have enough physical, emotional resources to make it through the day. Mm -hmm. And so they are rationing what they have so that they can get home to their friends or spouses or whoever's at home and have something to give that person. Mm. So, so again, going to that wound, going to the, the source of the motivation, I think is where we can start to say, okay, this person is challenging for me in some way. There is something behind that behavior. Mm. There are motivations and longings and desires and wounds. Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of helps disarm some of, you know, it helped me to know. He just, it's not that he just doesn't like me. Right. It's that... You know, he is managing his energy because he's a five. And yeah. it's not that this person's trying to bowl over me that's an eight. This person is tough and passionate and strong because they have had a whole lifetime of feeling like it might not be safe to be vulnerable. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Man, that's, that's so good. That's really good. I mean, I have to say, I turned around and looked at Ashley, who does our um, podcast recordings, mm-hmm. who's also a five. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. is this resonating with you? No, Her hands went up in the air like, yes, he yes, gets me. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, the thing with fives is every handshake, every email, every person that just pops by your office, every person that just needs to give you a big bear hug, all of that reduces (laughs) reduces the energy. Yes, yes. And so so that's just, you know, another compassion place for us. That's so good. Well, man, we could just go on and on. Um, But last question on this specific topic for the day. So I can assume that because we all are very unique um, in our numbers, we likely receive empathy and compassion very differently. Um, Not unlike the concept of, you know, the five love languages, like what I see as love maybe doesn't get received that way from someone as a one. I love people by helping them do better and be better. I'm married to a two. That is not typically how that's received. Right, right. And so I'm you got to like, wrap all that yeah, news yes. and how you can in, in a really nice well, package yes. and warm up to and it. just really, you know, think twice. Like, do, <laughs> yeah. does this need to be said? You know, yeah. um, and so I, I think just in light of our conversation on empathy and compassion, mm-hmm. how does the enneagram also help on that flip side of what's you know like what can we even look for in knowing like whether or not compassion and empathy is being expressed effectively, if it's actually connecting with someone or it's not connecting at all. You know, is there anything that you would say to that? Gosh, that's so good. Well, so I would say you just got to start with knowing that because the Enneagram gives us nine different types and nine different ways of seeing, we got to just know that we know that we know that the way that you want to receive empathy and compassion and care and concern is probably not the way that Mm. the person next to you wants to receive it. So we just probably have to start there. And then Mm -hmm. of course there are some different specific ways for each number, you know, ones, for example, Mm -hmm. you probably know one of the things about ones is 
all feedback is first processed as criticism Absolutely. for once. So, so if I'm working with the one, loving the one, I just got to know, even if I've got good feedback, the one in the first moment they hear it is thinking, okay, when's the shoe going to drop? When's mm-hmm. the, when are you going to turn the page on this? Mm-hmm. When are you going to get to the butt mm-hmm. on this? So, mm-hmm. so, you know, there's things like that for every number mm-hmm. that when we're in relationship with those numbers, we've just got to kind of probably start to just ask some good questions yeah. and, because if we can recognize that we're different and that we're going to receive love differently, then that lays the pathway to say, okay, mm-hmm. I want to love you so well. Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about what are some of the ways that I can do that? Mm-hmm. How do you, do you love real-time feedback? Do you, oh, you know, good. do you love when you walk in the door from work and I start right off the bat with questions <laughs> or do you need a buffer zone? You know, right. just yeah. asking good yeah, questions. That's good. That's good. And again, Again, you can do that with someone even if you don't know their number if they exactly. don't know their number if they don't even do I mean that's a great just life tool yes, yes. It's so good. and it's even good for and we'll get more into this as we continue in the series but the self-awareness piece of someone going well you know you know you're empathetic and you think in your mind well I was like I right I, yeah pointed out this spot because I was yeah. caring right, about right. you and like, well I needed you know and and so breaking down okay well actually maybe Another one of our team members. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb looking shaking around his the room. Head, yes. uh-huh. <laughs> is can you maybe? And I know we'll get into this more later down the road. But just um, any any final words in regards to just being self aware in the empathy area. Yeah. Well, so I would say. Let empathy and self-awareness and compassion start with yourself because mm. I think we are all pretty bad to ourselves. Mm. And so when with the Enneagram, it's really easy to take it really quickly into how do I apply this to my marriage? How do I apply this to the people I work with? How do I apply this to the people in my life? And that's awesome. But we're, we're not often very good to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so the Enneagram gives us a tool for some non-judgmental self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And just to say the best part of you is the worst part of you. Mm-hmm. And the worst part of you is the best part of you. <laughs> and so start by just giving yourself some compassion and knowing yeah. that the things that you feel like you habitually get wrong in your personality, those are also the things that that can build a pathway toward healing and transformation. Mm. And those are some of the beautiful things that you get right to. Mm. So let compassion and empathy start with yourself. That's good. And then let that extend to a, a, a worldview where you can offer compassion and empathy to others. Mm. That's so That's good. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Great. Man. Guys, this is just the second one, y'all. The truth bomb. This is so fun. Oh, this is so fun. Hunter, can you maybe let folks know where they can find Absolutely. you? Absolutely. So uh, enneagramhunter.com uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. I would love for you all to uh, get on there, follow me, and so I can let you know what's going on and where I am, and I'd love for you to come see me on awesome. the road. Yes, awesome. yes. We are so excited. We're continuing on, carrying on. So join us here back next week when we're going to talk about everyone's favorite topic and that's conflict (laughs) with the Enneagram yes so we'll see you guys here back on Mercy Talk thanks so much we're so glad you joined us today we'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review you can also find previous episodes there Mercy Multiplied is a non-profit organization completely funded by our donors we're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.